Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boostbytaxday to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Prime Headlines was brought to you by... Don't take risks. Use a condom every time. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out Malaya one time. Some spices. Yes, sir. Many thanks for your company. Remember, we are on all those social media platforms. You can follow us on myjournalmind.com. In our very first story, a bipartisan group of MPs and some MCs are calling for calm as the land dispute involving the chiefs of Ifutu and Gomwa continues to deteriorate. There's been counter-accusations of encroachment of land between the two traditional authorities in the central region. Well, as tensions between the two traditional authorities escalate, Deputy Majority Leader Alexander Fenyomarkin was leading the group of political leaders says no one will be allowed to take any land that rightfully belongs to any traditional authority. As representatives of our constituents and advocate for peace and stability, we stand united in our unwavering commitment to resolving this issue and safeguarding the ancestral land of all chiefs within our jurisdiction. At a joint meeting held yesterday, attended by all of us here present, we carefully considered the concerns surrounding the aforementioned land dispute and recognized the necessity for proactive measures to address the challenges at hand to ensure a fair and comprehensive resolution. We emphasize the importance of engaging with all relevant chiefs and opinion leaders fostering an environment of constructive dialogue and mutual understanding. Throughout this process, we remain dedicated to conducting ourselves with the highest level of integrity, treating all parties involved or affected with fairness and respect, acknowledging the significance of transparency and impartiality. We strive to protect rights and reputations of all individuals throughout the resolution process. 
Furthermore, and to urgently alleviate rising tensions and promote a peaceful environment, we acknowledge the importance of engaging with paramount chiefs along with relevant government bodies such as the Ministry of Lands and Natural Resources, Ministry of Local Government, and Ministry of Interior. By involving these stakeholders, we aim to comprehensively address administrative and traditional boundary issues, fostering a coordinated effort towards lasting solution. We will actively engage with other relevant stakeholders, including the Lands Commission, potential estate developers, and leaders of businesses within the affected areas. Ms. Afanya Marking also announced the formation of a bipartisan committee to investigate the concerns of the chiefs. This issue transcends partisan affiliations, requiring a united approach from all political leaders. With this in mind, we intend to establish a bipartisan committee dedicated to thoroughly investigating the underlying concerns, ensuring an impartial and comprehensive approach to resolving the disputes. As political leaders, we hold the responsibility of preserving the cultural heritage and security of our communities. We assure the chiefs within our respective areas that we will utilize our influence and authority to protect the ancestral lands from any unjust encroachment. Our commitment to maintaining peace, unity, and the well-being of our constituent remains steadfast and paramount. In conclusion, ladies and gentlemen, our joint position is clear. No one, including ourselves or any other individual, will be used to take away the lands of any chief. I repeat, no one, including ourselves or any other individual, will be used to take away the lands of any chief. We are steadfast in our commitment to protecting their interests and preserving the rich heritage of our communities. We extend our assurances to the chiefs that they should remain calm and that we will utilize our influence, authority, and the appropriate government bodies to ensure that the ancestral lands are safeguarded from any unjust encroachment. Our dedication to maintaining peace, unity, and the well-being of our constituents remain sacrosanct and unwavering. Together, let us embark on this journey towards a just and equitable resolution. We call upon all stakeholders, community members, and citizens to join us in fostering an environment of peace, respect, and cooperation. Let's get some more perspective on this. So we've been joined on the phone lines by one of the foremost land law experts in the country. And that's a, he's also a law lecturer, lawyer Kwame Jan. We are grateful for your time here on Joy News Prime. So I know your vast knowledge in this particular area. But first, let's explore the bipartisan, uh, you know, committee that's been put together by political leaders to interfere or take a look at this matter. Will that be the way to go? Um, yes and no. Yes, because, you know, the MPs and the DCEs in the affected areas must show some, at least, signals that they are interested. So if for no reason at all uh, they have spoken about this matter, 
and my position is that it's come too late. This is not a new matter. I have been following the issues in that area for more than 20 years now. And the, 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 the main reasons why that area is unstable dates back to the period before independence. And after independence, the government of the day, the CPP government, under the first president of the republic, Dr. Kwame Nkrumah, promulgated legislation which vested the lands within one mile radius of the Winneba runabout and all the lands in Winneba town in the president. What, what that means is that no traditional authority had the power to allocate land within that enclave. And it was because the Efutus, the Ewutus, the Gumwes, and the Agones were fighting over their boundaries. So why, what happened from 1961, when these lands were vested in the president, till now, we have not done anything to understand the underlying causes of the conflict, and we have not done anything to solve the conflict. In the last about 10 years, that area has been very violent. Maimings and killings, land guards, they attacked a salt factory, they attacked schools, they have attacked individuals, they have attacked everybody. Mm -hmm. So, um, MFA, why is it that now it is an issue? Mm -hmm. I mean, it, 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 the, the silence on this matter has been very counterproductive. But, MFA, this is not the only situation we have on our hands. Exactly. exactly, because just in that area, Mr. Kwamijan, the issue about Fete and Fete Kakraba also coming up. Now we have this Gomua and a Futu situation on our hands. The security that's supposed to be handling this particular matter, in spite of court ruling and court orders, you say that the issue still persists. Is it a situation that we are able to bring under control at some point? You see, under normal circumstances, one would have thought that the court process would have brought some finality to this. Mm -hmm. But we have also come to realize, MFA, that court processes normally don't bring finality to land matters. Mm. Because there is so much sentimental attachment to land. And it becomes like a, a source of fire, whether to say yes or no to a judgment. And, and then, you know, in our constitution, under Article 107 of the Constitution, even Parliament does not have power to change judgments pronounced by the courts. Then, then what will be the exercise? Would this exercise, you say, be in futility? Then, knowing that these uh, bipartisan committee from Parliament will they be able to resolve it? They, they will not be able to resolve it. And you know, when we worked on the Land Act, we put a provision in Chapter Eight relating to what to do with all those vested lands. Mm -hmm. And I know that there is a committee which was set up by the Minister for Lands because the Land Act says within six months of the promulgation of the Land Act, the Lands Commission should facilitate the, a study to find out about the status of these vested lands 
and to make recommendations to the president mm. as to how to handle these things. I know a committee was set up by the Minister for Land under the chairmanship of Honorable Andi Apiakubi. And, and it was inaugurated with fanfare mm. and pump and pageantry. I don't know what they have done. Mm. Well, interesting. But in, in all your dealings, though, at least with this particular one, finally, before I let you off, is it surprising that we'll have two big traditional authorities, Gomua Efutu, fighting over a piece of land? Yes. It's not surprising. Many years ago, when we were working in the land administration project, we wanted to conduct an exercise to demarcate the boundaries of these large landowners. Mm. But we had resistance from them, from the landowners themselves. Mm -hmm. Because it appears, MFA, that the landowners don't want the boundaries to be determined. Why? Because they also feed on their troubles. Mm. You know, it is when they are being engulfed by their opponents that they run. Mm. You know, so... You remember the last couple of weeks, we've all been talking about land guards and land guards. Land disputes between traditional owners does not turn into violent confrontations if land guard influences are not brought to bear on, on these things. Okay. Because let the Futus and the Wutus and the Agonas, yes, they have land boundary issues, but they've lived in peace. Mm. They've lived in peace. So if we can take out the land guards, then we will create a congenial environment for these traditional people to use tradition and with some prompting and support by MPs and so on, we can use the system to bring some relief to these people. Okay. But we have to deal with the land guard part, which is a security issue. Okay. Well, we'll leave it here for now. Thank you so much, Leo Kwamejan. Always a delight much. interacting you. with you on these issues. So, well, he's been talking about that bipartisan committee uh, set up by Parliament to deal with the issue uh, when it comes to the Gomwa and, of course, a Futu um, traditional area uh, uh, conflict uh, or potential conflict that is looming when it comes to some land there. But this is an issue that will continue to follow for you. There's more on myjournalline.com. But next door, let's um, head to Wager now and residents of Wager and Mortal who use the Accra Takrade Highway are angry about the seeming lack of action by city authorities to immediately stop the perennial flooding of sections of the road. Anytime it rains, part of the major highway which links Cape Coast, Takrade and neighboring La Cote d'Ivoire become impassable as it is covered with rainwater and sand washed down from the hills in the area. Commuters have to spend many hours in traffic before getting to their destination. Maxo Agbaba has the latest as we continue continue a flat of trauma series. It is just minutes after torrential rains here in the greater Accra region. The usual chaotic scene is back on the Wager Atala section in the area close to the toll booth on the Accra Takradi Highway. Parts of the road is flooded again. Here I've met a truck driver Isa Halidu. He slept in his car overnight after his truck got stuck in the silt on the road. We said that we, we, we should pack small and wait. Other the rain will yeah. cut off, then we move. After 30 minutes, yeah. 
just can happen. After that, we will come back to remove all these things. The issue is a big one. Yeah. But as I'm saying, since we cannot uh, focus on everything... I have now met a concerned resident. Nana Kwesi Jana Pentin. He's always on the edge anytime he's not at home and there are signs of rain. He's befuddled how a major road like the Accra Takori Highway will be left to get flooded anytime it rains without any intervention from city authorities. That experiences people go through here are just horrid. When it rains a little, it just has to drizzle. It brings huge. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com/audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com/audio. That's carshield.com/audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. You know you Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Traffic. But that is just the beginning. That traffic, even after the rain, continues because there's a pile of sand that comes from up the hill. Because the problem is that clearly, I'm not an expert, but you don't have to be an expert to see that it's a very unstable kind of uh, area in yeah. terms of the, the soil and, and the land and everything. So it, it, every time it rains, there's this huge erosion and it brings boulders and rocks and gravel and everything and it takes weeks to clear so what we suffer on the day of the rain is just the beginning of the story what is worse is that what people probably don't realize is that this is not a local (laughs) just a local issue a local problem this road that we are talking about serves as the entry point to central region, of course, to the western region, to north, uh, western north, and of course to Cote d'Ivoire and beyond. And a lot of the economic wealth of this country passes through here to Takradi Harbour and all those places. But also remember tourism. We've made a central region for now the hub of our tourism industry, um, especially because of the castles and all that. And you do that and still people can't have access and go there. Go to a point where this year, if we don't do anything about it, there will be a complete cut off. And those and those of us who live here. A good time starts with a great wardrobe. Next stop, JCPenney. Family get-togethers to fancy occasions, wedding season too. We do it all in style. Dresses, suiting, and plenty of color to play with. Get fixed up with brands like Liz Claiborne, Worthington, Stafford, and Jay Farrar. Oh, and thereabouts for kids. Super cute and extra affordable. Check out the latest in-store. And we're never short on options at jcp.com. All dressed up, everywhere to go. JCPenney. We'll simply, for days, cannot move anywhere. 
Nana Kwesi Jana Penting warns authorities to deal with the problem. Nana is not the only person concerned about the situation. Stephen Odom's pharmacy is very close to the highway and says the flooding of the area is an age-old problem. He says he has lost medication worth thousands of Ghana cities as a result of the flood. Well, when it's raining, the place is very terrible. Uh, you can't get access to the road. And uh, when it happens like that, virtually there's no business for us here. I mean, people can access our pharmacy. Sometimes the rain even gets to the pharmacy, which is very terrible. And it's, it's, it's a problem that has been there for years. I mean, I've been here for about 13 years. And the, 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 the problem was there since. And uh, nothing has so far been done about it. It's a big problem for us. It entered, it entered my pharmacy and then some items were destroyed. Oh yes, when it's getting to that time, we have to be prepared. We have to really get prepared. Otherwise, otherwise um, something bad will happen. So we have to make sure that our, our staffs are on, on tables and stuff like that. So that when we are not here and it rains, it doesn't damage Municipal Roads Engineer for the Gasout Municipal Assembly, Daniel Sowa, says the perennial flooding and dumping of silt on the Wajatala section and the area close to the Wajatobut go beyond the assembly and that the Municipal Assembly cannot be blamed. We realized that, you know, the the hill over there was, has been taken off, the vegetation has been taken off and because every time it rains, the the damp pour from the, the top of the hill washes the sun and put it on the on the road will cause a lot of you know uh, difficulties to the traveling public but you realize that this has been you know a problem that has been there for years where a material was taken from there to construct certain roads in certain parts of Accra and after that you know we need to reinstate you know what was taken away by way of having the vegetation to come on today as I'm talking to you right now the issue is like the municipal assembly has given permit for people to build over there. There's no build when you go up there. You saw there's some building down there. But those ones, there's none of them that consider their permit to build over there. They are all living there, you know, illegally. And because, you know, of the situation has persisted, anytime it rains, the sun, you know, you know, the sun washes from that place and gets to the road. You know, there has been several interventions from, you know, several quarters. I remember the last time the, the road minister came here, we went up there to have a look at the situation. And the committee was formed to, you know, bring solution to this. A report was given. After today, we are just waiting. If we are now about to implement the report, we will, we will be waiting. But nothing has been done. And any time it rings, you know, the blame put at the doorstep of assembly. Which the assembly doesn't have a hand in whatever is happening over there. We have spent several, you know, monies to get those works done and to clear those activities from there. In any case, that particular stretch of the road belongs to Ghana Highway Authority. You know, there are three agencies that work within within Ghana. Ghana Highway Authority, Department of Urban Roads, and Department of Federal Roads. And, you know, the, those town, the roads that link between two towns are managed by Ghana Highway Authority.
That's enough. Lots of trauma series. Look out for the next edition. Well, the National Commission on Civic Education is embarking on a violent extremism prevention education in the Upper West Region. Speakers at the forum urged Ghanaians to be more vigilant and report suspicious characters to the security agencies. The program is funded by the European Union. And Rafiq Salam has more from WA. Ghana is considered to be an oasis of peace and stability and a beacon of hope in a sub-region that are some of its countries overtaken by extremist or jihadist groups. The presence and operations of these terrorists and violent extremists in these countries poses a threat and great danger to security in the country. The National Commission on Civic Education, NCCE, will fund them from the European Union launch a preventing and containing violent extremism PCVE program in five regions in the northern belt of the country and three adjoining regions namely Oti, Bono and Bono East regions. For the past few weeks the Upper West Regions Office of the NCCE has been busy sensitizing and educating various identifiable groups including students from tertiary institutions in the region on the PCVE program. Addressing students at the Nasojan Amadea College of Education, Acting Commission Secretary of the ACCE, Lawyer Lucille Hellet Anan, urged the students to be vigilant and report suspicious characters to the police. So please, when you are in your community, be vigilant. Know what is going on in your community. If you see a strange person, please, seek at least if you see a strange car hovering around. All you can do is take the car number. So please, there are bad people. Like I told you, there can be violent extremists without terrorism. There are bad people in our community who will come to our community to kidnap children, to kidnap boys for rituals. And so it rests on you to survey your community. And when you see strange people, say something. If you see something, say something. Let's now focus on the sub-region from NCC, and we know that Nigeria's president and new chairman of ECOWAS, Bola Tinubu, has issued a resolute declaration. Kuditas will no longer be tolerated in West Africa. Highlighting the region's unwavering stance, he emphasized the regional body will vehemently oppose any attempt to overthrow legitimate government. While acknowledging the challenges of democracy, President Tinubu remained it is the most effective system of governance. The Nigerian president was speaking at the 63rd Ordinary Session of the Authority of Heads of State and Government in Bissau, at Guinea-Bissau, where he has assumed the ECOWAS chairmanship from Guinea-Bissau's President, Umaru Sissoko Mbalo. We will not allow coup after coup. West Africa. We will not allow coup after coup. West Africa's country. 
when we take this up seriously, with African Union, and it's to the European Union, and Britain, and America. Take it up. It's a challenge. Yes. Democracy is very tough to manage. But it's the best form of government. And we also ascribe to it. We must. That's Echoes Chair and the very new um, elected. Bola Tinubu. Let's dissect the speech and appreciate uh, what Bola Tinubu's chairmanship means for the region. Thankfully, I have been joined via Zoom, Nigerian Public Affairs Analyst Abdulaziz Bashir Agbedo Yega. Thank you so much uh, for your time here on the Joy News Prime. So let's talk about first uh, Nigerians and your reaction to the news about Bola Tinubu becoming ECOWAS chair. Uh, thank you very much for having me. Am I audible enough? Very audible, thank you. All right, thank you very much for having me. So, um, on the issue of the president of Nigeria being the uh, ECOWAS chairman, it has uh, elicited, elicited a lot of um, um, reaction from our people, most importantly on social media. People have um, been reacting. And most importantly, given the speech of the president yesterday, People have been showing excitement that the president is showing courage, is showing determination, and is showing commitment towards the African um, um, goals. So, I think this is the reaction of our people uh, as of now. Well, as a public affairs analyst yourself, though, uh, let's talk about um, the promise that he makes, an end to coup d'etat in West Africa, and seven notice to all those who would be wanting to perpetrate such acts. Really, um, what do you make of this particular promise? As we all know that coup d'etat, military takeover, or any form of uh, military um, aggression against civilian rule, is um, akin to disrupting the democratic system of any country. So it is very important that the uh, president, being the ECOWAS chairman, needs to sound a note of warning to anybody who uh, is um, trying to make a move of such, because it will disrupt democratic practice, democratic system. So, and whatever this means, beyond um, some a West African state, it will have an effect on Nigeria as a country because Nigeria borders many of these West African states, talking of Niger Republic, talking of Cameroon, talking of um, Benin Republic. So Nigeria borders some of these states. So, and of course, any coup d'etat that happens in any of these countries, it will affect Nigeria's economy. It will affect Nigerian trade and investment. So for, 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 for this kind of thing, the president needs to, um, um, having taken that leadership, he needs to sign those um, notes of warning for the uh, interest of uh, the ECOWAS community. But beyond serving a note of warning, for instance, and knowing the situation that exists in some countries as we speak, Burkina Faso, amongst others, really, uh, does he give the confidence that the situation that persists now will be dealt with in order to prevent other happenings in other countries in terms of these coup d'etat? Exactly. 
it appears it appears I am unable to hear you, Abdulaziz. Okay, it, it appears I've just lost um, Abdulaziz there. We're unable uh, to hear him, but uh, these are the concerns that uh, we're hoping we could address also uh, with security analyst, uh, Dr. Kwisiening, Professor Kwisiening, I should say. Uh, once we have him also, uh, we'll get to uh, clear that with him. Okay, thankfully, we have Professor Kwisiening uh, joining us via phone. Thank you so much uh, for your time here on Joy News Prime, because there are concerns about the capacity of the immediate past chair to rally his fellow heads of state, so effectively do with the growing threats posed by jihadists in Mali and Burkina Faso, amongst others. But first, though, I would want to hear your views, Professor Kwisiening, on Bola Tinubu rising to become ECOWAS chair. What really are your initial thoughts on that? Well, I think it's not very surprising. I mean, Nigeria is the absolute hegemon. It takes most of ECOWAS. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. This bill is shown historically that is willing and prepared to put troops and the money and the logistics on the ground. And I think when Nigeria leads, and particularly with a new president who first has demonstrated the capacity to deal with some of the very difficult domestic issues, then when he talks about regional challenges, then one wants to give you a certain leeway. But the fascinating thing about Tinubu's speech was that he wants to bring ECOWAS back to its core business, economic development, growth, and ensuring that the original Christian idea that made our heads of state come together in 1975 mm-hmm. becomes the fulcrum around which the ECOWAS you know, project is driven. But he recognized that jihadism, violent extremism, the spread of small arms and light weapons, but only the coup d'etat will be real and vicious. Where I think he needs to focus on with respect to his, with his peers is that West Africa's president must adhere to the ECOWAS and African Union instruments that they have signed on to related to democracy, good governance, transparency, accountability, rule of law, and the respect of human rights. The challenge is not from the jihadists. Mm. The real challenge to West Africa is the uncertainty as to whether the elite will play the democratic game according to the rules. Very lies the biggest challenge. 
Okay, but Prof, um, some have raised the issues about this particular vow and how Bola Tunubu should be taken seriously, considering the current state of ECOWAS and his own home security issues. Do you think that is a vow that he's able to keep? I think so. Because, you see, there has been some transformational institutional developments within ECOWAS, mm-hmm. not least the appointment of the new PAP, the Commissioner for Podcast and Social Security, Dr. Abdel Fattah Muslim, who has a tradition from ECOWAS to the, to the Economic Commission of Africa, heading the Africa II mm-hmm. office in New York, and coming back as PAP with a tradition for speaking truth to power and being driven by bringing the best and the brightest around me mm-hmm. to generate the buy-in, the sustainability, the credibility, and the drive to ensure that the ECOWAS agenda uh, is full. So, so I am hopeful. You also mentioned the domestic agenda that Mr. Tinubu is struggling with. Exactly. So, Mr. Tinubu has made certain decisions in the last what, two months that other presidents have not been able to make in, what, 30 years, removing the fuel subsidies, making sure that he unites, you know, the multiple foreign exchange rates, you know, uh, to ensure that the Naira fine is valued. These are not decisions taken by a weak president. Mm. He's also revamped the very top of the security infrastructure and began negotiating with some of the very difficult, not particularly pleasant people, in the, in the Niger Delta, who have consistently contributed to the insecurity. Okay. So I, I think, in terms of the first eight to ten weeks of his performance, one would need to give him the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. But as civil society and, and, and as academics and also as media, we've got to continuously hold him to his promise. Okay. And, and then. And then, Prof, briefly, the current situation that pertains. We know in Mali, Burkina Faso, Guinea. What would you say should be the approach of ECOWAS? Because he says it's going to prevent more of these coups from happening. But we know the situations in these countries that I've outlined. Should the approach from ECOWAS be that of diplomacy or we look at force in terms of the use of military? Oh, no, 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 no. Both are Keeping democracy on the sovereign mm-hmm. comes not from the military. It comes from the political class who have failed consistently to spread the benefit of democratic uh, government. The reversal that we are doing, mm-hmm. leading to coup d'etat, leading to the spread of small arms and light weapons, leading to the spread of jihadism, are all a failure of democratic governance and economic governance. Yeah, so it was me, the carrot and stick approach, and okay. we will get there. Okay, we'll see how it goes because um, the carrot and stick approach you talk about is what we've been using for some time now. And no, yes, no, I have no, a, has no, it? Okay. no, no, when Burkina Faso mm-hmm. and Mali collapsed, mm-hmm. the first thing Ecuador did was to raise the big stick, mm-hmm. and they failed. And that failure is what led. Mali and other countries to invite the Wagner 
we ought to have engaged in a diplomatic process in which we ought to have said, look, President Conte of Guinea, you've stolen enough. Stop yeah. it. We ought to have told the Malian president, stop it. We ought to have told the Bokinabi, Kaboli, stop it. What Tinibu, um, I think, is trying to do is that he has the gumption and the strength. Okay. To talk to his peers. You seem to have a lot of confidence in his ability to do that, don't you? I'm an old man. <laughs> I can't risk failure. Okay, but that process of not risking failure is that we need to engage this president, speak truth to power, hold them to the fire, and demand that the promises that he's giving that they help us to attain those goals. More often than not, we sat on the sidelines, kept quiet, clapped, because those in power are our ethnic affinities that must stop. It okay. is the national interest that must be the fulcrum around with democracy, good governance, rule of law, and respect for human rights. Really Professor Kaziani, thank you so much for spending part of your evening with us here on Joy News Prime. Taking us on a quick break. Remember, when we return, we have more um, here on the Joy News Prime. We're also live on myjoyonline.com. Please do stay with us. A quick turn around and we'll be right back. It feels like becoming an entrepreneur aside academics is never going to be possible when you're in school. Mainly because we feel that we are young and we don't have the resources and the guts to be one. But if you believe in yourself and you have the passion to become an entrepreneur, then you already are. Staying ahead in a highly competitive environment requires applying creativity and innovation to every aspect of your journey to becoming an entrepreneur. Presently, entrepreneurship is driven by creativity and innovation to attain business objectives. The explosion in technology, business, entrepreneurship and consumption in this new era is as a result of the ongoing application of innovation. Milton Bell once said, if opportunity doesn't knock, build a door. So, if you are ready to be an entrepreneur, Heritage Christian College is ready for you. Heritage Christian College moves you from a wantrepreneur to become an entrepreneur. My name is Tina. I am a person living with HIV. I got to know my HIV status after I gave birth and lost the child because of HIV. In those days, prevention of mother-to-child transmission services had low patronage due to fear and stigmatization. Today, many HIV-positive women have delivered negative children. I follow the guidelines and take my HIV medicine called ARVs every day as prescribed by my doctor. This makes me strong and healthy and also prevents me from passing HIV onto any future child. Please, avail yourself of PMTCT services when pregnant. It is the only way to ensure you do not pass the HIV onto your baby during birth or pregnancy. If you have tested for HIV recently and it was negative, test again when pregnant. If you have tested positive, go to the hospital after birth 
as directed by your healthcare provider. Your baby will be given medicine immediately and tested to ensure baby and mother are well. Let us work together to have an HIV-free generation. Our children must be free to shine. Fever, headache, vomiting, loss of appetite. I couldn't even eat my usual fufu. <laughs> you and your fufu. But I hope you got tested before the malaria treatment. Yes, I did. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out malaria one time. When malaria strikes, take Malatu, containing Arthometer and Lumefantrine. Comes in tablets and suspension for effective treatment of malaria. Great to have that. Thank you. No problem. Mala 2 is suitable for adults and children. Manufactured and distributed by NS Chemists Limited. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. Salary account, you will enjoy free life insurance, free debit card, save while you spend, and an amazing chance to double your salary. A whole and even more consolation rewards in the Ecobank double salary promo reloaded. Vimwo, this Ecobank salary account sounds interesting. What do you think? Uh, uh, yeah, but maybe next time, Charlie, you know what? I'd go shine my shoe. Hey. Yo, myself, I'd go check my BP. We going up, never go down, and we stay flat. Open an Ecobank salary account today for a lifetime of benefits. You also stand a chance to win more than double your salary in the Ecobank double salary promo reloaded from now till July 31st. Terms and conditions apply. And a job life regardless. National Lottery Authority under the Caritas Lottery Platform. Many people think I get whatever I want because I'm a popular actress. But no, that is not true. Me and Kasano, I did me Papano. And when I find it, I stick to it. My shishimanya bell pack tissues. Bell pack and T-roll. Bell pack T-roll. Soft, but not weak. Strong, but not hard. It is smooth. Me yuswa, me hotome. It's just perfect. Same as the kitchen towel. Uti bakwa, uti mi pepaye, uti mi soki, etimu esapepa. One bell pack kitchen towel lasts longer and saves you money. It's time you switch to Bell Pack today. Send your pocket tissue, table napkin, tea roll, and a kitchen towel. Bell Pack is simply the best. It's just perfect. Daddy, Daddy, this tank is big. Yes, that's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow. It has a working surface on it. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I can see S-I-N-T. Mm-hmm. 
That is so true, my daughter. But it's father, it was Milo. That's not true. But why? Oh. Hey! <laughs> Syntex was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? Welcome back at Join News Prime. Now, a new polling data from Global Info Analytics has shown that Asin North MP James Jachikwesen benefited massively from claims that he was being persecuted by government. According to the research by the polling organization, despite both parties engaging in vote buying, most of the electorates voted for James Jachikwesen, including those who had been induced by the governing NPP. Our research desk has broken down the data for us. Let's start with the influence uh, that's the road project, the mini mini road project projects hard on the voters. So what you see on the screen, we have the green which says that it made me vote for the government. That's 37% of people say the road projects made them vote for uh, you know, the candidates that they voted for. Also, 46% says it made me vote against the government. This road project made them vote against Charles Opoku, who was a candidate for the SN North by election. Those who remain neutral in this, it looks like the road project did not really influence anything that's 17% of these voters making up you know, the neutral. And then also this big chart you see there, the green portion, talks about the 96% that gave us evidence of vote buying. I'm talking about the info analytics. Those they interacted with, we are told about 543 respondents in the Aston North constituency. And they maintain 96%. The green big pile that you see on the screen say that they give evidence of vote buying. The 4% gave, said that no, uh, there was no evidence of vote buying. They did not see that. Now, a huge chunk, another chunk of that small, uh, you know, the 4% now increases to 8%. They are saying that they are beneficiaries of the vote buying in Asin North. There's an exit poll that was conducted. And 92%, you know, are giving uh, evidence that they are actually beneficiaries of vote buying in Asin North that influence their votes in the, that my election at Asin North. Now we move on. What you see now is the inducement by the various political parties. So obviously, the blue, which makes 15%, is the NPP. And then NDC, which is the green, gives 13%. A good time starts with a great wardrobe. Next stop, JCPenney. Family get-togethers to fancy occasions, wedding season too. We do it all in style. Dresses, suiting, and plenty of color to play with. Get fixed up with brands like Liz Claiborne, Worthington, Stafford, and Jay Farrar. Oh, and thereabouts for kids. Super cute and extra affordable. Check out the latest in-store, and we're never short on options at jcp.com. All dressed up, everywhere to go. JCPenney. Well, what you see, the purple long chart, which is 72%, is about both 
parties inducing. So it's not just the NPP or NDC, like uh, we've been hearing, both parties accuse each other. Some saying that it's the NDC that um, engaged in vote buying, others say it's the NPP that did. So this is the, the poll that we're getting from in Global Info Analytics. 72% say both parties actually engage in vote buying. Now let's take a look at the vote buying and how it impacted on the election itself and how they voted. So um, this sandwich of a sort of a chat that you see, for James Jachukwesen, they say that they are MPP people, they, they got their monies, at least they got some, they were influenced by votes, but 42% of those who got you know, whatever was given to them as part of influencing them to vote, 42% voted for James Jatikwesen. And then NDC people that also took money, which is the, the sandwich in between the, the, the green that you see, 73% said even though they got monies, they were influenced to vote, they still voted for James Jatikwesen. And then 61%, which is supposed to be for, uh, you know, they also uh, voted for James Jatikwesen. And there's the, the other way around also for uh, Charles Opoku, who is in the middle. 53% say even though they got it, at least, uh, the NPP persons, at least, those who were influenced, voted for him. 27% of NDC people who were also influenced voted uh, for um, Charles Opoku. And then 39% of them, both parties, they voted uh, in that regard. So this is how they voted in Asin North. And then you saw that 0% of those who were influenced actually voted for uh, the other candidate, which is the LPG candidate, Senam. So this is how Asin North voted. And this is the latest exit poll from Global Info Analytics. They initially mentioned that Charles Opoku was going to win. Now they've been finding out why they went wrong in terms of their earlier polls. And this is what they found. There was vote buying indeed in Asin North. And I'm sure the political watchers are working on this. This is an issue that many have raised concerns about in terms of vote buying, asking the special prosecutor, amongst others, to take a look at it. When will vote buying in our elections or politicking end? It remains to be seen. And that's uh, the situation with that. We'll move on uh, to some other stories here on Joy News Prime. And we'll be taking more shortly after showbiz. Please stay with us. Limited.
Private Investment Limited. Welcome back, and it's time for showbiz. I always say this is a favorite part of the entire show, and Becky is here. Today, Sarkodie is trending MFAB. You know why? Why? Because he's celebrating his birthday oh. today. Yeah, so uh, so the man who is celebrating his birthday, who is trending the whole day, or has been trending the whole day, Michael Oswadu, known professionally as Sarkodie, he obviously is a Ghanaian rapper, singer, songwriter, and entrepreneur from Tema. His contribution to the Ghanaian music industry have earned him numerous accolades, including the Vodafone Ghana Music Awards for Artists of the Decade. The rapper has nine albums to his credit, and in fact, do you know that? Mm -hmm. And is currently on tour with his latest jams. Uh, he... Uh, he has the Sakode Foundation, a non-profit organization dedicated to supporting underprivileged children. He also owns the Sak by Yas clothing line, which was launched in April 2013. Sakode is 38 years. Just 38. It's just okay, that he is. <laughs> yeah, you're fortified and, you know, Sakode is, what should we call it? Uh, 38. 30. <laughs> That's it's something. Two, two years away from the fourth floor. Yeah. But uh, so when are you writing a book? It looks like we're in an era of books. I should start. Yeah. So so now. the recent one is at JTN. Yeah. We were at the launch of the event. And here are highlights. the book i'm about to open it so i can't wait to read i'm going to start reading it tonight i love working with that he always has his lines you know and he's a serious actor he always brings out the best actors within you so that you see they are not waiting to be in their 70s 80s you know they are doing it whilst they can still reflect it's going to also help the creative arts industry it's going to let the young ones come in understand that uh, you don't need to repeat the mistakes of those who were before you. Somebody we all want to learn from. And it's not... I talk to everybody, I ask... I want to ask um, people's opinion about, about JTN and all they tell me is they want to learn from him. It's perfect. Wow. Perfect, as in... Um, he's just himself. And then will do as expected of him well you know it's one thing writing it but it's another thing um, getting feedback and especially from the public but this is my story who's your target group from this for this book young people who are budding with so much talent and who have so much gifts and potential who are about to get into the spotlight or are already in the spotlight and how to handle the fame and how to handle you know life and human i mean if you're a guy how to handle your fans like women, if they're vice versa, and, and so that you know they stay on track, so that our, our, our society does not just develop in terms of content but but character, and so that for me is this is that. So that so you should grab a copy of the book. It's a fantastic. You should uh, look out for the other uh, revelations in there. Yeah, well. uh, the page twenty nine. <laughs> I think I'm lying. But something happening at the weekend uh, on Friday is Reignition Concert. That was your favorite, Samini, mm -hmm. and also Kofi Kenata giving us everything performance. 
Developed Kwame Nkrumah Mausoleum saw its first ever concert under the auspices of the Ministry of Tourism, Art and Culture at an event dubbed the Reignition Concert. <laughs> Mekri Kwey, Andy Dosti, Kofi Kanata and Samini did a good job turning up the party. <laughs> Party as the DJ of the night, and he also believes that. The- yeah, and he also believes that the newly refurbished uh, Kwame Nkrumah Memorial yeah. uh, should be a place for a party, like your yes. birthday, your forty-first birthday. We're going to celebrate it there. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm we promising forward. you. You are. Links. Everybody yeah. is watching you. We'll see how it goes. Thank you very much, Becky. Anytime. With Pepsi and every smile, definitely that's matter. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And that's how we wrap up at this edition <laughs> of Joy This Pride. There's more when you log on to myjoyonline.com. Up next is Pius Kujabaka with business. Becky, take us out. Well, log on to myjoyonline.com. She didn't way. allow me to. Do <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs>
Madam, please get me up now. Please. Bella. Abnara. 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 Business segment is brought to you by Ecobank, the Pan African Bank. It's time you switch to Bell Park today. Business with me, Pius Kojobaka. The Chamber of Bulk Oil Distributors has debunked assertions that the Bank of Ghana supplies them with cheap dollars to support the operations while strengthening the forex. According to the Chamber, that assumption cannot be the case as the supply of dollars rather go a long way to have a great impact on product supply, prices of personal products, and stability of the Ghana city. His comment has come in at a time the Bank of Ghana has signaled its intention to still go ahead with the targeted dollar support for the bulk oil distribution companies to support fuel imports despite proposals from the International Monetary Fund to suspend the program. Dr. Kwikufuri is the chief executive of the Chamber of Bulk Oil Distributors and has been speaking to Joy Business. I think the decision by the central bank to take this uh, move is one that is commendable. Mm. Many a times, I think we get some element of misinformation or miscommunication around some of these policy directives by the central bank. But what people fail to realize is its social impact and overall benefiting how such policies help the central bank as a key uh, manager of uh, in- inflation and other microeconomic uh, indicators of the country. I see. The bit about the miscommunication is about the false impression that has been created out there that they give the BDCs a cheap dollars and that they are creating different market rates. It's not the case. The central bank, based on their projections and like any commodity traders that they engage in forward trading, they, it's just that it assures the BDCs or the counterparties that at this point time, Tea or in two weeks' time, we have this quantum of forest available for you and it's going to be traded at this rate. There are times that the BDCs who lock in those products will go and then pay for an amount that maybe the current market is even lower than that rate. So that, I think, has also not been fair to the central bank and that is why maybe the IMF and other uh, communicators around such policies may think that they are creating a different 
scenarios or different markets for different segments of the economy. But I think if there is anything to say to the central bank, it's that of commendable, a bold initiative that distinguishes Ghana from other countries that experience fuel shortages during the critical period of our economy. Now, energy strategist and president of Eureka and energy, energy, uh, Emerging Energy Consultancy firm, Dr. Yusuf Sulemana, is urging government to implement a financial backup to address shortage of natural gas and ensure constant electricity supply. Now, the West African gas pipeline company, the bank, claims that it is facing technical challenges which resulted in power outages in parts of the country. Now, Gridco had earlier blamed the power outages through a shortage of natural gas supply from the Atwabo gas processing plant and the West African gas pipeline. Here is Dr. Yusuf Suleimana. If we have a shortfall from Ghana gas, we can get from Nigeria. That pipeline is bi-directional. So it depends on maybe we have the financial ability to be able to get any shortfall within gas supply. But I always believe that we have got to be self-reliant. Ghana gas, we have to champion Ghana gas to ensure that we don't even depend on, you know, West African gas pipeline on any day. But until that, we need to have maybe a backup, a financial backup available, so that when there's any shortfall in gas supply coming from a trouble, then we should be able to source something externally from uh, from Nigeria. And that boils that financial, you know, our financial capability. Has launched the Nazi Health Tourism to provide solutions needed to close the health gap in the country and beyond. According to the chief executive, Gideon Asari, the move is necessary to support Ghana's health sector. Now, speaking to Joy Business at the launch, he admonished Ghanaians to take keen interest in promoting tourism across all sectors. Nazi Health Tourism will facilitate the inbound and out travel of people seeking health solutions to Ghana and abroad. Chief Executive Officer of Adansi Travel, Gideon Asari, called for more patronage for local health care system. Today we launched the Adansi Health Tourism to help bridge the gap in the health care um, sector. And we have realized that um, when it comes to health care, there is so much gap. There are people in other parts of um, Ghana here, in some part of Ghana, who find it difficult to assess, assess healthcare within, within the country. So we are not launching this just to take people out of the country, but also to expose the uh, very good uh, doctors, very good hospitals, and the facilities we have to Ghanaians and to those living abroad who would like to come. Of course, there are times that situation make it possible or demand that people in Ghana have to move out of the country to seek medical care because there's some lack of facility here. And Adansi Health Tourism is here to help. The next part, Chief Executive Officer for the Kulebu Teaching Hospital, Dr. Opoku Warampuma, said it is time to explore the infinite possibilities of health tourism compared to other natural resources bestowed on the country. And uh, globally, depending on where you look, this is an around a $120 billion industry, and it's expected to grow at a rate of about 11% over the next uh, several years to 2032. And so this is, uh, I mean, if you're looking for economic growth or looking for uh, an area where we can create jobs and uh, improve the well-being of our people, then this is one of the areas that you need to look at because there's a whole value chain uh, when it comes to medical tourism. So when it comes to medical tourism, if you promote it right or you do it right, then you're going to have the situation where our hostels, 
get the needed investments in equipment, infrastructure, and quality. You also have the situation where our healthcare workers will be retained in country because they are making extra income and then, you know, they don't have to run away like we're having now. Because at the moment, one of the existential threats to our healthcare system is the fact that many of our skilled people are leaving the country. And then you also have the value chain where the tourism industry, the hoteliers, the transport people, you know, the service industry, uh, you know, restaurants, you know, all the, you know, low, uh, you know, there's a whole value chain that must, I mean, that will benefit from medical tourism. So it's one of the neglected areas. And um, I'm sometimes I sound like a broken record, but I've been following this path since 2007. The Adansi Health Tourism is saved to provide solutions needed to close the health gap and help people obtain timely and high quality health care as well as vacations with cost effective office. Now, Anglo Gold Ashanti Obwasi Mine has handed over a 20 seater washroom facility to the Egimakdukrum community in the Ashanti region to lessen the negative impact of poor environmental sanitation. The project is part of the company's 10-year socio-development plan of improving the livelihoods of host communities. There is more in this report. The 630,000 cities facility, which will serve over 4,000 beneficiaries, is to help mitigate openification in the new Medukum community. According to Senior Manager Sustainability at Anglo Gold Ashanti, environmental stewardship is critical to the gold mine, hence the move. Emmanuel Baidu urged the community to foster good maintenance culture to sustain the facility. One of the key areas of the 10 years socioeconomic development plan is to contribute to improving um, sanitation and hygiene. Um, Anumedu Chrome is one of our communities. Um, we, through the initial consultations, what led to the development of the 10-year plan, establish uh, the dire need of a sanitary, a public sanitary facility in the community. So working closely with the Oguasi District Assembly and the leadership of the community, um, we realized it was really a priority for the community to have such a project. The community facility was constructed some few meters from the Kwabrafusu cluster of schools to also serve students. Assembly member Yakubu Lamin revealed the community was in dire need of a toilet facility. He commended AGA for addressing and improving sanitation in the area. Formerly, we had one which is not good and then it was pulled down. So the school community was with no toilet facility. So we approached AGA and then we told them we would need one of these facilities in Medukum, which they heeded to our uh, appeal. So they came and then did it for us. It will serve the community and the school. And to serve the, because the students, we have about 3,000 plus students in, the, in this uh, particular school. And then the community too, we have some small catchment area which is very close to the toilet facility. They will use the facility as uh, their toilet facility. The assembly member promised to set up a committee to ensure the facility is properly maintained. Since AGA did it and they used 6.3 billion for old currency and then 630,000 uh, Ghana cities, if it's an individual who did it, who did it, it means that he has to recuperate his money back. 
So doing this is not easy. So we will, we will, we will, we will form a committee to look at it for us. So we will, we will concern uh, comprising the assembly, the Nananom and the unit committee and the assembly member to have a good so that they can repair and then maintain the facility. Anita Sewajugan reporting. And that's it for Prime Business. I am Pius Kojubaka. Prime Sports is next. Malaria strikes take Malatu, containing Arthometer and Lumifantrin. Comes in tablets and suspension for effective treatment of malaria. Great to have you back. Thank you. No problem. Malatu is suitable for adults and children. Manufactured and distributed by NS Chemist Limited. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA.
magic is in the design. Segment is brought to you by Commander DBS Industries to you. Let's go to DBS Industries. Hello, welcome to Prime Sports with me, Razak Musbal. Let's start off at the GFA Congress where President of the Ghana Football Association, Kerti Kreku, has been criticized and his detractors for spreading falsehood uh, during the ordinary congress, which is, was held in Kumasi. Now, Kert, who a petition has been filed against at FIFA over alleged breaches of FIFA ethics code, said conduct of spreading falsehood and forged document will do nothing to help in addressing the challenges in the industry. Uh, rather, he said it will only further deepen the woes that the sports fraternity is suffering. He further called on the members to desist from introducing partisan politics into the administration of football in Ghana. Our football problems is not to defame people. The solution to our football problems is to show respect to club owners like your good selves because you deserve the truth. The solution to our football problems is not to forge documents to mislead the public. A good time starts with a great wardrobe. Next stop, JCPenney. Family get-togethers to fancy occasions, wedding season too. We do it all in style. Dresses, suiting, and plenty of color to play with. Get fixed up with brands like Liz Claiborne, Worthington, Stafford, and Jay Farrar. Oh, and thereabouts for kids. Super cute and extra affordable. Check out the latest in-store, and we're never short on options at jcp.com. All dressed up, everywhere to go. JCPenney. The solution to our football problems is not to go over to my brothers here from members of parliament with lies. The solution to our football problems is not about NDC and MPP because football goes beyond political affiliations. If you are interested in leading football, speak football. Because our people here know what is football. Our club owners and CEOs here know what football is about. And I know you know what your needs are. You deserve respect. You do not deserve lies. You do not deserve false propaganda. My brothers from, the, from Parliament deserve the truth. If you go to them and say, Kert is MPP, Kert is NDC, that is not the truth. That's not what they want to hear. They want to hear the problems of football, how football can be made better, and how we can collectively earn, earn from our investments. And our Minister for Youth and Sports, Mustafa Yusuf, charged the association to inculcate patriotism in the various players of the national teams and help improve outcomes at tournament. Speaking at the Congress, he bemoaned the attitude and performance of some of the players during tournament, despite the state investment for such tournaments. The management of our national team is a solemn responsibility entrusted to the Ghana Football Association. This trust comes with obligation to account to the people of Ghana. 
for our stewardship, transparency is all in all transactions, memorandums of understanding, sponsorship packages, agreements entered into both foreign and local is paramount. The national team will continue to receive support from the states and it is our duty to ensure that all resources are fully accounted for satisfying the expectation of Ghanaians and it's also the responsibility of the players and the technical team to exhibit the spirit of nationalism and patriotism whenever they get the opportunity to represent our country. Mr. President, let me just in all the effort the FA is making to develop the grassroots football, let me hasten to add that we should include in our development process the spirit of nationalism and patriotism among our players. Because I find it very, very, very difficult to comprehend or understand that the states resources available by making sure that we give we want to give opportunity to our national team get them flights for camping opportunity accommodate them for a very long period during camping feed them give them uh, even trial matches then when these players get to tournaments Instead of focusing on the tournaments, the focus is now is on their bonuses and what meanwhile they are being paid per DM to make sure that they focus on the on the on the tournament. Now let's head to the Wafus on B under 20 tournament, which is happening in Ivy Coast, and it's Ghana's black satellite who lost to Burkina Faso in their second game. Of the tournament, uh, the side led by former Hatterford coach Samobwedu went into the game needing a win after a 1-1 draw in their first game against Niger, but fell short, leaving their qualification out of the group in limbo. The play again on Thursday, July 13, against host nation Cote d'Ivoire, where they must win to qualify out of the group stages. <laughs> Ghana defender Alexander Jiku has signed for Turkish Super League side. Fenerbahce on a three-year deal. The 28-year-old centre-back has an option to extend for a further year after joining the Yellow Canaries on a free transfer. Jiku departed French Ligue 1 club Strasbourg following the expiration of his contract at the end of the 2022-23 season. In Alexander Jiku's four-year stint at Strasbourg, he featured in a total of 127 games, scoring four goals and provided three assists. It was especially crucial in the club avoiding the drop from the French League One last season. Now, let's do some Formula One. And Max Verstappen was announced the winner of the British Grand Prix, which took place over the weekend. He caused McLaren's 11th successive win. Here was the action in the final minutes of the race. Makes a move up into sixth place, gets past Fernando Alonso. He had the straight line speed he needed. 
Max Verstappen comes out of the final corner. Max wins the British Grand Prix. It's the first time he's won it as the British Grand Prix. The second time he's won here at Silverstone. Lando Norris finishes in a brilliant second. Lewis Hamilton in third. Two British drivers will be celebrating on the podium. Piastri finishes in fourth. His best finish in Formula One. Fifth place for Russell. Perez sixth. Alonso holds on to seventh. Ahead of Alex Albon, Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz. What I mean, that's our first win here since 2012 and it matches a record of McLaren of 11 wins in a row. So, uh, yeah, mega day for the team. Well done. Yeah, great job. 11 in a row. That's uh, pretty crazy. Well done. It has worked perfectly for the Red Bull team. 22nd win from pole position at Silverstone, just like Carlos Sainz. Let's do some tennis and Nova Djokovic reached the Wimbledon quarterfinals by completing victory over Poland Hubert Hookers when the pair returned to finish on Monday. Djokovic was leading by two sets when they were forced off court on Sunday night because of the 11 p.m. curfew. The set going for a record equal in eight men's title dropped the third but won 7-6, 7-6, 4-6, 6-4. That's it. Uh, we'll bring you more updates in the world building in our bulletins uh, in the course of the week. That's all we have for you on Prime Sports. With me, Razak Musbah. Do have a lovely evening. Sports segments was brought to you by Mender DBS Industries to you. Let's go.